The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 miles. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about Hello and welcome to the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Moat to the underscore East. What's going on, Moat? Hey, so this one on listeners. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, hope y'all got to eat, enjoy some, enjoy family time and things like that. Um, there's a saying at MTV and a line where they had to show diary on back in the day. They said, "You may think you know, but you have no idea." <laughs> and this is this weekend. You know, we might have thought we know a lot about this wrestling business. But Triple H told us that you don't know y'all 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 might think y'all know, but y'all know y'all know about this business. Y'all don't know about this business here. <laughs> Setting it up, the intrigue, like any good co-host should, Mister Mo to the underscore Reese, joining myself, Don Delorente here. On this edition of the WrestleCast, we got a lot to talk about, folks. So, we're going to dive in deep. We're going to start with SmackDown. Judgment Day's Finn Balor, Damian Priest, they retained them tag team titles over the Street Profits. Montez Ford took the pin. So, your boy Angela Dawkins looking clean. One of my, my homegirls, um, Lee, I've follow, been following Twitter for a long time. She watches wrestling, too. So, she's like, yeah. Um, I'm sure that you good with um, Montez Ford taking pins down. Because I was always saying how they was always saying how Angelo Dawkins was taking the pins. I was like, yeah. So that's you know, I was like, they that's what they they doing him dirty. So every time Montez takes a pin, like the bag, the point, I was like, oh, I see Montez took a pin. I was like, here y'all go. <laughs> yeah, Rhea Ripley, she uh, broke up the frog splash, and that led to the double foot stop. So Judgment Day walks out of SmackDown with the titles. Kevin Owens, LA Knight, he got the win over Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. When we got the BFT to Theory. Um, so that one was for the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see, see, one thing I, I will say, that's why I'm glad they don't have to have those stacked cards because you can put those matches on just the regular shows mm-hmm. and build it up that way. You don't have to worry about stacks having, you know, like Triple H is doing like five card um, uh, PLEs, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You can have a chance to tell the story and get everything that you want to get in there on the stories that have been presented. Because beforehand, it would be like um, eight, seven, eight matches and you have to get everything all in there. 
right. stuff getting cut out, important parts of certain matches getting cut out. So, you know, Triple H is like, you know what? We'll run these shows on SmackDown. We'll run these matches on SmackDown, and we'll go from there. Pretty Deadly and the Brawling Brutes. Where we have Pretty Deadly get the win over the Brutes with a roll up. The bitter end is broken up, and it allows Kip Wilson to roll up Butch for the win. Yeah, you're right. Formally, all these matches that we see here on SmackDown would have been shoehorned on the SummerSlam or Survivor Series somehow. Mm-hmm. Those two tag team matches right there. Yep. And it would have kind of probably brought the show down. Bailey and Asuka they got the win over Becky Lynch and Charlotte Um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte they had some miscommunication um, that allowed Bailey to run them into each other and roll up Becky Lynch for the pin Becky yells at Charlotte and uh, walks off to end the show so we got some uh, ill communication going on between Becky and Charlotte heading into war games. That don't look good. Backstage, we had Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Bianca to start off the show. Becky Lynch steps around the idea that she's teaming with Charlotte and is rather excited about getting in the cage. Mickey is ready to make it violent against damage, damage control, and Shotzi is way too excited about the violence. Charlotte is like, yeah, what Shotzi said, and then here comes Bailey, who brings up Becky and Charlotte's issues and points out that Becky was a last resort. Becky wants to fight, so let's do the tag match main event tonight. Bailey is in with a partner to be named later. So we look at the announcement of the return of Randy Orton on Raw. Uh, damage control, they pick Bailey and Asuka for the main event. Becky Lynch and Charlotte aren't seeing eye to eye, but Bianca Belair, she plays Peacemaker as only Becky can. We see a video on Dragon Lee, the future of Lucha Libre. Now here's Grayson Waller for the Grayson Waller effect. He gets to the point by bringing out his guest, Kevin Owens, which is Austin Theory in a costume. Now, cue the real Kevin Owens to say he is unsuspended and has never looked better. Wallace says Owens cost him a match against LA Knight, and here comes LA Knight to say that he was going to let them talk, but then his name was brought up, and that made him come out here, and then we get a lot of ruckus with a tag team match being made for later in the evening. Okay, so uh, what did you think about... Um, Austin Theory out here trying to do his uh, Kevin Nash uh, DX parody imposter look. Like everything, like a lot that happened here carried over to Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. And we saw how things played out. I mean, it was a good show to kind of just have survived, you know, Survivor Series looming. Um, that's how I enjoyed it. It's like how they played the whole thing down with Becky and um, Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. And they like close friends and everything. I don't think like close friends, but I just was like root for each other. Harder than you know what we expected to get. Right. So that, that, that push that pushes one of them. So we get a video of Cody helping LA Knight last week against Judgment Day. And then we got Bianca talking to Becky and ask her to be on the same page as the rest of the team tomorrow night. Carlito yep. comes down for promo, but then we take a look back at Escobar turning on the LWO and Rey Mysterio in particular. Back in the arena, Carlito rants against Escobar in Spanish and says turning on Rey Mysterio was a mistake. So Escobar comes out to argue who was the real member of the LWO. You have a big fight until the referees break it up. Only to have Escobar get in a cheap shot to leave Carlito laying with the bad shoulder. Come back from commercial break and Escobar jumps Carlito again. But Dragon Lee is here to make the save. Yep. Carlito ain't been on the main roster two months and he heard already? Storyline, bro. Okay. Good. I don't want it to be real life. Yeah. Shotzi wants Charlotte to talk it out with Becky Lynch so they keep pushing this uh, hug it out, work it out. Give the people what they want. Nick Aldis says Carlito is hurt and his match with Santos Escobar has been postponed. Jack and Lee comes in to say that he'll take Carlito's place. So Nick Aldis says that's a great idea. Signs off on it. So now at Survivor Series, it's going to be Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. One-on-one. And then we have the Judgment Day promise to win War Games to end our talking segments on SmackDown. Did you think that we would see Dragon Lee on the WWE PLE in 2023? Not this soon. Not before, <laughs> not before Carmelo or Braun Breaker. No, I did not. Right. No, I did not. Um, good go home show. Expect nothing less. Setting up a little bit of tension with the women, Becky and Charlotte. Can they get along? Say again. Can they get along, Becky and Charlotte? As we well, I mean, hey, we. We saw, well, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about it. No, we won't because I ain't getting into that much detail. We, no, I mean, we, not, I'm, just, I'm not saying we have to talk about it, but I'm just saying, I'll just say, hey, this happened. <laughs> so that brings us to Survivor Series. Thank you to everybody who used the hashtag SurvivorCast. Shared their commentary with Kelo with us on this PLE. It was a great time. Um, and it went well into the night on Saturday. Press conference as well. The hashtag was still popping. So, appreciate all of the fans and everybody who retweeted, shared their commentary with Kelo. Shout them as Ash. Yes, definitely. Because... <laughs> We'll get to to her moment here in a little bit. So we start out with the women's world war games match. Team Binky versus Damage Control. 
We get a super manhandle slam through a table to Bailey for the pin. So, Team Binky, they win the war games. Some of the highlights, Eo Sky coming off the top of the cage, wearing the trash can. She does a crossbody to the to the massive women down. And then Charlotte just had to show just tried to try to show her up. Charlotte does her moonsault off the top of the cage and catches Eo ironically with most of it. Um first time she's ever hit somebody with the moonsault. And it was right. her foot to Eo's face. Mm. <laughs> she big booted her on the moonsault. Right. Um Charlotte and uh, Becky, they hugged it out. Yeah, they finally had their moment there. Uh, Bailey took a beating in this match. Uh, oh, she did. She did. Did a lot of the uh, dirty work to keep damage control in the match, and she took the pin to everybody's thinking that Bailey's going to be the odd one out here coming up. Yep. See the. The seeds are being planted. It was a picture. It was a picture. I think that Binky posted. She was about to. You know, they went ready to order the drop kick. They know they was. Um, they had them. Um, no, they had um, her and um, Binky tied up. And it was showing like the angle of somebody about. To, I think she was when she was sitting there and they wanted to do the drop kick order. And it looked like she had on her face. It was just one of those like. <laughs> Like, oh man! Like, it was just like this. The way how it was just set up and how she was just looking, I was like, damn! I know she probably like this one hurt. <laughs> Gunther, the ring general. Oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, oh. You know what? Go ahead. You know, you know, you know what we have to do. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot. Now with the war games, this one mm-hmm. only one producer. Mm-hmm. Now. I want you to put, I want you to just don't don't I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just think about it. Don't don't I know you want to go with your obvious choice, but this don't I want you to just just really think about this one. Mm-hmm. Who's the producer for this match? Jason Jordan. All right, you got it. Uh, I'll give half that credit to Miss Simi. She tipped me off on the uh, NXT cast that we recorded on. Say what? She tipped me off on the NXT cast that we recorded on Sunday. She was re- she was giving her thoughts, and in her thoughts, she just mentioned who produced it. So that's a free one for me. Thank you, Miss Simi. No, what's it? I'm like Jim Harbaugh, baby. See, we're trying to get these dubs in the way we can. We're going to pay for that one. We're trying to get these dubs any way we can. We're going to pay for that one. So, Gunther, like I said, retained the Intercontinental title with the Boston Crab over the Miz. Highly competitive match. Top rope splash to Miz's back. Connects, then the Boston Crab is applied. Miz taps out. Um, they got the people believing in a near fall for the Miz, which is basically the whole plot of the match. And uh, I, I didn't, 
I thought Gunther was going to test his manhood a little bit more. I, I thought he was going to light him up with the chops, but he he didn't. He 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 spared him. So he must have some. Yeah. He must have some connection to Maurice, since you know she's French. He's he's German. He, he may have some sympathy. Uh oh. Miz, um, definitely gave his all in this match. Yeah, man, Miz was like pulling out the Bret Hart playbook, man. Oh, he did. He yeah, did the um, Bret Hart's uh, highlights in there. We did the figure four in the ring post. Clearly, that was um, Bret Hart WWE before he went to WCW. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um. Why? I, this is why I say Miz is just definitely a top um, person in the company. He um, he cut uh, um, a, so you know they did the press conference at the end and talked to Goats and everything. Mm-hmm. So he was on his bus and he was talking about the match and everything. And I wish they would do this more with like the wrestlers like if they all that socials you know talk about the match talk about what went into it the result and Miz definitely cut just really just talked about it and it kind of resonated with me just with this life in itself about just certain things about when you lose you know you really just think about what went wrong like when you when you went when you successful or something you don't think about what went, what went wrong at that point you just think about, okay, I made it. Let's move on to the next. Right. When he said he loses, he's just saying, like, he looks at everything. Like, what we could have done different? What what could have, what right way he should, like, you know, the options, the op, like, the things he should have he done, you know, in order to be successful. And it was just something that's real deep. And I was just like, when I say he's, anybody just look, looked at him in his career, and this is like, oh, Miz just, it's just, Miz, but he really scratched and clawed his way to get the way he's at in the company. He he really he really scratched and clawed for his position in the company and Well just like Triple H said, I mean, whatever he needs to be, whatever they whenever they need somebody to be something they know that they can go to the Miz and he can pull it off. If he needs to be a spokesman, he can be a spokesman. If he needs to be a wrestler, he can be a wrestler. If he needs to be an ambassador, he can be an ambassador. You know? If he needs to be a talk show host and get stuff over, he can be a talk show host. So, you know, I mean, he, he, he he's, he's definitely somebody that they understand that they have a special talented person and that's why he's going to be in that company for the rest of his life that could be a Hall of Fame oh yeah for sure so he might, the, he might be the first entry in the actual physical Hall of Fame wouldn't that be oh yeah so who's the producer I'm gonna go with Joseph Park here. That's where my heart is leading me. 
must have missed the weather report. There was a hurricane that came through. Uh, okay. Hurricane. Hurricane. Helms. Damn it. All right. Next up, we had Santos Escobar get the win over Dragon Lee with the Phantom Driver. He hit the Destroyer. He filled that up with the Phantom Driver. And uh, there is Santos Escobar, the newly healed Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in with the super ill poncho. That train was nice. Um, crowd, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the Miz. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. I guess the Miz took it all out of the crowd. Because they didn't really have... <laughs> They ain't really have nothing for Santos and Dragon Lee, but they was really doing some things in this matchup. So I, I just don't know why they didn't get the reaction that I guess people were more maybe excited to see Carlito and thought it was a, a downgrade to see Dragon Lee. But I thought sitting here at home that they was they was doing some stuff. They were. So. I enjoyed this match, even though the crowd seemed that, you know, they definitely yeah. had something else going on. The crowd wanted something else, and really was like, y'all missing something good here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> something <laughs> exactly. Um, producer for this match. Ooh, boy. Lucha. See, I would have said Hurricane for this one if he hadn't already produced the one before this. Um, uh, Jamie Noble. Nope. Sean Davari. Oh, that was my second guess. <sighs> women's, raw women's title. We got the champ Rhea Ripley retaining her title over Zoe Stark with the Riptide. The Z360 is cut off. Rhea hits her patented headbutt into the Riptide. Mommy's always on top. Mommy's always on top. She is your defending, reigning Raw Women's Champion. So, crowd really wasn't into this one at all either. I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. But it was something I like when you said, I think it was you that said it, how she has the, um, the crowd, I think she has the crowd control. It's like when she's um, out there by herself, she's a, um, a, a, a they're treating her like a face. Mm-hmm. But then when she's um, with um, Judgment Day, they treat like a hill, a massive hill. Yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting dynamic they have with Rhea Ripley uh, mm-hmm. with the fans right now. So. All right, now. Um, I think I think I'm gonna get this one. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. All right. You think you think you're gonna get this one? I hope I'm gonna get this one. Was he in the building? Because I know he'd be taking time off sometimes. I think I know where you're going with this. I'm gonna drop a hint for you. I ain't, I ain't gonna drop a hint. I ain't gonna drop a hint. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Um, 
It was somebody was in the building, yes. Hmm. But it, out of the three previous matches, you may have mentioned them once. Holly. I said you mentioned him uh, once. Uh, I mentioned him once. Um, yes. Joseph Park? No. Uh, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan doing double duty. I was going to say him, but I was thinking you were trying to trick me. No, I wasn't trying to trick you. Damn it. Jason Jordan, what you doing working twice? You must be moving up the ranks. Well, he already is like lead the like, like he's like the um, oversees all the producers and everything. Oh, even Michael Hayes, or Michael Hayes on his own. Yeah, I mean he might be on his own, but he like everybody else, and they probably like everybody else like that's like you know not Michael Hayes. Mm. Interesting. So that brings us to the men's war games match where Team Cody got the win over the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre when Cody Rhodes at the crossroads to Damon Priest. Randy, he isn't out here with the rest of the team as we've got a show-long story that Randy isn't here. He's not coming. Jey Uso's like, damn, it's all my fault because we took him out and it makes sense that he wouldn't want to have nothing to do with us because of me. So, Damian Priest, he hits the razor's edge to Seth Rollins through a table as the clock expires for the last entrant to enter the match. And out walks Rhea Ripley with the money in the bank briefcase. But when she gets ready to cash it in, we hear voices in our head. Cause it's Randy Orton. He's here. He gets in the cage and war games is home. Judgment Day is beaten down. JD McDonough tries to run. He's cut off. Tries to escape. They stop him. And they throw JD McDonough off the top of the cage into an RKO. Then Cody hits the crossroads on Priest for the one, two, three. Cody got the pin in his daddy's match. And as the winners pose, we see the logo. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. oh, oh, oh. excuse me, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, before yes, we even do that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Before we even do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It was just like just pointing that out. We just said at, at, at the end of the match, you know, Randy points to Cody and was like, you know, you the man, go ahead, you, you go ahead and get that right there. You know, and I like I, I like that right there, like like that gesture right there to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a really, really cool gesture that he did. But um, there was one point in this match where they did all like that finishes when the when the Judgment Day did all that finishes on um the faces. I like that spot right there. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like, it was like um Finn that came off the top rope with the Cooley Gras. Um, Dom hit the spot, frog, frog splash, 
Because like they all did their finishes, and I was like, it was pretty cool. It was a good match. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so but it was like Randy, you know, pointing at Cody, saying, you know, you go and get this moment for yourself, you know. And the fact that he came, came back and came out there looking jacked. I wasn't in the um, I wasn't in the group in the um in the voice chat for um Jupiter Julep's Discord, but they said Miss Ash lost her mind. <laughs> oh, of course she did. They said she lost. He, um, he came back looking like you know he's twenty five again. Right. Yeah, Randy Orton wasn't doing nothing but working out. Yeah, I remember um that. Somebody, I think, with the Fox, the WWE or Fox account had asked, "Where er, was their favorite Randy?" And they had left out the '09, the way he was bald. And he was just vicious and mean as fuck. <laughs> they had left that out, and we, were like, everybody, was like, "Where's, where's bald Randy at?" <laughs> that Randy was just. Mm. That's just one person that you could definitely say over his career, he's definitely. Especially when he's a heel, mm-hmm. definitely played the hell out there. Played the, um, the hell out that role. Yeah, Randy Orton is a. Uh, he's definitely a legend in his own town, and it was the worst kept secret in all of professional wrestling that he was going to be at War Games, even though they tried to play it like he wasn't. Well, you know, yeah, it was like they was like he didn't call, he didn't answer back and nothing like that. So it was like <laughs> he was doing, he was doing, he was doing dumb stuff during the match that had, had everybody laughing. Like he sitting there, I don't know what he was doing. He was going to do the DDT off the rope where the the, the the foot hooked to the rope. He was just making all types of noise and everything, and he just they all did it in unisets and everything. And then yeah. And he had looked at Cody and said, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> he was like, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, oh, you're, all right, for your, so this one for your producer. We have three individuals to go off of. Um... Um, main event war games. Let's go, Joseph Park. I said you have three individuals, so yeah. Oh, oh, I got three. That's one. Oh, oh I, got, I got one. Out of, okay, okay. Uh, uh, sounds like they were working with a short staff. So let's go, Joseph Park. Cody was in this match, so let's go, uh, Nick Aldis. And the oh my god! Uh, what's my man? They used to be in the Spirit Squad. Nope. Nope. Michael Hayes. <laughs> Jamie Noble. I said it again. I'm sorry. Michael Hayes. Jamie Noble. Oh, now you was close when you said Nick Aldis, but it was Bobby Roode. Bobby, Michael Hayes, Jamie Noble, Bobby Roode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
now, you know, you know, this end of the show, God, you know, we, we, we're watching the faces, celebrating the rain. You know, we, we, we good. We feel good. Randy Orton's back. Crowd is just, they're on their feet. They're happy. You send, you send the people home happy. Survivor Series local comes up. You know, it's the end of the show, right? Oh, yeah. Should be the tag. Copyright. Yeah, yeah, yeah copyright. All rights reserved. All that came up. Yeah, let's fade to black. Get ready to see the press conference. Yeah, yeah, press conference might come up. Mm-hmm. We got everybody posing in the ring. You know, they've done their big, you know, five, you know, hand-in-hand, middle-of-the-ring, big shot, wide shot. Mm-hmm. Going crazy, you know. Damn it. I mean, damn it. Uh, Judgment Day guys laid out, sprawled out everywhere. And then, uh, yeah, when it should be a... Uh, Flickering to go off, you hear. I like Mussolini. <laughs> and, and here's, 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 the, here's, the, here's so a couple things about that. You 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 see you seeing everybody. So and I want um in a, in a, in the in a, in our hashtag. Simi Simi was happy. Simi was like, yeah, she's you know, posters with Randy and every you know. The, the, she's happy with the, the gifts and pictures with, and screaming out Randy's name. And just a few seconds later, you see the big no <laughs> with, the, with the Ashanti little clip accompanied with it. I'm just sitting here watching, and all of a sudden, you just hit a static, and then you hear the the eleven color, you know, the the, the beat drop. And I'm like, what? It's like, what, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> like look in my eye as Jim Cornet say like Mussolini <laughs> I was like hey I was like wait a minute we don't know nothing about this wrestling business <laughs> it uh it was rumored it was speculated it, it was denied heavily shot down because yes multiple of, times uh, structure and the new way that WWE was run and the animosity and bitterness on CM Punk on his side and it, it just it just could not nobody could fathom that they could ever figure out a way to ever coexist again. It had been a decade and the relationship was frosty and it hadn't thought out much since the original time Punk decided to leave the company. Mm-hmm. Until Saturday night, and it was just like the music played, and then they put the, the camera on that entrance way, and you saw everything. Just this, you just saw the the, the 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 logo, the music playing, and then you heard a look in my eyes. What do you see? Mm-hmm. And he comes walking out, and we're like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't come out there and say nothing. He just came out there and just posed. Ran to the crowd, took some pictures. I'm like... Yeah. Just sitting there watching and social media just just, just took off. That was that was it. And, and, and the funny thing was, people was able on TikTok 
people was post like the you know people who they they stream they had the streamers so they they watching and they watch the thing as it goes along. So it was just one guy. He was like, "Yeah, we didn't need CM Punk. We we didn't need anything. We got Randy Orton came back. He was like the faces one. He said I wanted um, Judgment Day to win, and you know we had a great a great pay per view and everything. Next thing you know." Susan Music play. He says, I take this back. I take it all back. Sam Punk will be for the same <laughs> <laughs> I think he looked over in um he might have looked over like in Europe somewhere in Europe somewhere, but he was just like he was like, I take it back. I, he said, I take it back. Sam Punk will need it for the paper will need it for this uh, PLE. <laughs> and he was just like, I can't scream because it's three o'clock in the morning, but he was like, they did it. It was like people just he was just shot. Like you just go on like you just see all the videos and it was just like they was just like, yeah, like, oh my god, he's back, he's back. Mm-hmm. Viral moment times seventy one million. Look, listen, that 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 became the most viral moment of all time for WWE. And that oh, was just yeah. like Oh yeah, for sure, man. Because I mean whew, that was um that was big because nobody thought that they could Work it out, but we sit there. Has always told you, I'm that about was, business. If it yeah. makes sense, it's business. Then I'll do it, and we'll figure out how to put the personal stuff to the side and focus on the business. They always say in this business, never say never. Yep, never say never, boy, because. I was like, you know, we listened to Cornette and they had been kind of calling it for a little bit. Like, well, you know, it makes sense. It's set up. It's perfect for him to come out. How would you do it? But, you know, for that whole time that they've been kind of speculating at the same point, they've been like, yeah, there's nothing really brewing around it to make us even think that it's going to happen. We're just out here kind of spitballing a little bit. So, so, um, according to Triple H, it was a last minute deal. Yeah. Um, the people in the Nick Khan, Triple H, CM Punk. They- no, it was like, yeah, I think they get an hour long, um, an hour long, um, conversation with Triple H. And it was like he came like that same he came and they had everything to set up for him and then soon right he came out, he said he took um Triple H took over um Gorilla and he had he said he made the call to put the Survivor Series logo up and then he made the call for the boots to play and the next thing you know, he comes walking out. So he's back. So here's some things here's some things real quick. Um, this is from House of Wrestling. They said that CM Punk is looking to look to move past the drama of AEW entirely and has no plans to address any of what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, it says CM Punk has now has the number one selling T-shirt in WWE, and they say he still has the highest merch sales in AEW amongst the wrestlers. Um. It was like one source they, from PWI Insider. They said one source spoke with him, said relayed that said there was no sign of the version of the person who we hear was so miserable at AEW. A few people who weren't real punk was back, know that after talking to him, they felt better about punk returning. So if, if, if it was a good first night back in that regard. Um, 
What else? Um. Yeah, it was just. It was just, it, it was just, you know, a lot of people were just like, this happened. And we and look at it look, real quick at the, the timeline. He left, it was, a, he left in the 2014, 2015, 2014, 2015, something like that. He left, he, he, he got on the for the Rumble. He told me he wasn't coming back. And they thought he was just like, he needs some time off. And he was like, he's like, no, I'm not coming back. Um, his wedding day, they released him. He, um, when WWE had, the, I don't know, was it backstage or FS1? Mm-hmm. He came and he was, he was hired by Fox to do commentary there. He came there. He was, there some, there's some episodes. Um, had a thing between him and Seth Rollins. Like he said, Seth Rollins didn't stay off of social media and start like, like showing his, his worth in the ring. Um, Seth is so pumped to come back to, to come back to WWE and let's settle who's the best of the world and everything. Um, Punk went to MMA that didn't work out. He signed for AEW. We have um, the fight at um, All Out. He's injured. A lot of uh, ripple effects that happened there. Comes back. Um, has the ship with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy sitting there knocking on the thing, talking about some real glass, Crimea River. Mm-hmm. He got he got yoked up in the back. Um, Tony Khan says he feared for his life. The next thing you know, um, he gets let go from um. He gets let go from AEW. Everybody speculating where to next. If you come back to WWE, they was talking about even Impact had a, um, Impact made a big play for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Impact made a play for him. But then WWE came to the conversation, and like you said, Way Sanders, if the business works, he'll he'll go along with it. Next thing you know, Saturday night after the um, men's um, War Games match. If that um burn bridges, apparently burn bridges can be repaired. <laughs> the rest of business, bro. Yep. And this is a totally different, like Triple H said in the press conference, man. This is a totally different company than it was six like months he, ago, man. Right. Like totally he said, um, like he said, if it's like in 10 years, if you're still the same person, then it's something really wrong with you or you didn't really grow up. So, and he even took the picture together. And he said, I, I'm hell, he said, we say, hell definitely froze over or hell of a cold day and hell, something like that. But it, it, it just, it had social media talking all of the Saturday night into Sunday of the Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's just, just amazing that you, that you really, like, you know, you can have, you can have, you know, here's, a, here's another thing, not to, not to go off, I should have mentioned this probably doing the dog match, but they, um, Hall of Notes. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. We can't go for that. Right, right. We can't go for that. And it was just like, and it was the funny thing was, I was watching, um, I remember when, um, this is when, back when they was doing stuff like, um, they, on Raw, they was doing um, WWE Idol. Regal was um, doing Simon Cowell every day. And so you had, um, you had um, this when JBL was hosting um, was was um, hosting SmackDown with Michael Cole, and he doing Hall of Notes. <laughs> he was doing Hall of Notes, and Michael Cole had the bad way going. And so JBL talked about you. You told you you have less talent than the, the notes. That's I could never never be possible to say. <laughs> <laughs> they sitting there saying it, and then Ron Simmons, this is when Ron Simmons was doing a damn gimmick, and he just turned around, and looked at him, and he was like, "Come on, Ron, eighties is back. You know who's your favorite band in every day?" And so you know, Ron Simmons just thinks about it, and he goes, "Wham!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it was like they've been they've been you know songwriting duo doing songs for years, and. He came out saying he wanted his creative partner or his creative brother or something like that. And it goes to show you can have a long friend, a long partnership with somebody and not really be friends, or you can have a long standing beef with somebody, mm-hmm. put the beef, bury the beef and everything, come back and just be like, you know, hey, we put that shit behind us and we move forward and we'll be working together or it won't be no more bad blood between us. The thing that I would be worried about with him, just like I said, though, is just uh, his injury risk has been real, real high, real frequent. So, so I'm sure he might. I mean, hey, yeah, it's in style. I think it was the AEW style. And Cornette had mentioned, you know, um, he said that, you know, about certain people, you know, wrestling, they type matches with him and everything. And, he was saying who he probably won't be able to work with or nothing like that. So you never know. You never know, sir. Well, what I do know is we're gonna move on to the raw cast. And before we do, I'm gonna give a shout out to the tribal chief, this Miss Jade to the Max. Cause she is the winner of the Who You Got for Survivor series. So congratulations to her. We got four and we got three. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Thought we was going to need a, a tiebreaker, but upon further review, Miss Jade squeaked it out. Hey, hey, listen. I need one point to be a winner. <laughs> so we start off a highly anticipated Monday Night Raw. Uh, with Randy Orton, but we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Our first matchup was a tag team terminal match for a future tag team title shot. Alpha Academy, Otis, and Akira Tozawa, they were in at number one. DIY, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, they're in at number two. Uh, DIY hits the meet in the middle on Tozawa for the pin. Indusure, they come in at number three. A missed shoulder into the corner. Let's Gargano grab a roll-up for the pin. And Indusure is eliminated. The Creed Brothers, they come out next. They're at number four. Uh, the Creed Brothers hit the rudest ball to Gargano, so they eliminate DIY. New Day, they come in at five. Brutus moonsaults off the apron to take Woods out, setting up the Brutus ball to pin Kofi. 
Imperium is in at number six. They're our final team. Julius runs up and steps on Vinci's back, slips off, and then just leaped right Regain, back up. Regains it. <laughs> just, just in one spell motion, just jump right back up to the top rope, superplex Kaiser. They hit the Brutus ball, and the Creed brothers have earned themselves a title shot. Yep. Oh, man, it was... That was great how that sequence played out. And he was like, he slipped and then he, he got back up one. I was like, that boy good. Yeah, <laughs> that was some super creative, creative athleticism. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Creed Brothers, uh, the, the the crowd here could care less about these matches. Yeah, that's what um, Simi had said. She was like, the crowd is trash. Yeah, they had no... They was here for 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 two things, and uh, the stuff in the middle of those two things. Uh, they didn't care about. They just said they, 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 knew, they knew what they wanted to see. Exactly. We had a Big E special. Yes. Big Bronson Reed taking on Ivar. It ended in a double countout. Ivar knocks Big Bronson to the floor. Big Bronson catches him off. Coming off the apron, it was supposed to be like he was supposed to like power slam him or something, but uh, I think Bronson had got his bell rung a little bit before that, and yeah, he just dropped him splat. So they fight into the timekeeper's area and uh, disregarding the 10 count, so it's a double count out. So after the double count out, Bronson Reed gives Ivar the Death Valley driver into the barricade. But Ivar is up a few seconds later for the chair shot to the back of Bronson Reed. They keep fighting uh, through security until they're finally split up. So they took out a bunch of security guards and uh, along the way. This was highly entertaining. Yes, it was. I don't know what they got in line for Bronson Reed, but he put some pretty good matches. So he he he's definitely gonna be a very useful yep. use, useful addition. Um Nia Jax taking on Zoe Stark. The Annihilator is broken up and Zoe Stark goes up top only to get caught with the Samoan drop. The Centon sets up the Annihilator and Nia Jax is your winner. Um, solid match with them. Um, Nia definitely came back, you know, with improved sales skill set and everything. Some people still are giving her um, a hard time, but she's definitely, you know, been definitely doing her thing since coming back. Natalia and Tegan Knox, they took on Chelsea Green and Piper Niven for the women's tag team titles. Piper Niven's flip dive off the apron takes out Tegan Knox and Natty. Uh, back in, she hits the basement crossbody and gets the win to retain the titles. So... Chelsea Green down on the floor in shot. Thankful that her partner pulled it out again for them as they continue to be women's tag team champions. 
they should. Randy Orton, he got the win over Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Dominic hit the 619, but he takes too long to follow up, allowing Orton to come back with the RKO for the pin. So, Randy Orton, back in the groove, back in the win column, single style. Anything uh, you'd like to say about the matches before we get into all uh, the promos and backstage stuff? Um, and that was it? That was all the matches? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, it was good seeing Randy back in the, in the ring and everything. Um, it seemed like it was been 18 months since he's been gone. Oh, yeah, man. Lots happened since he's been gone. But yeah, yeah. Time goes by fast, man. Yeah. This year in general just been zooming past. Yeah, but good to see him back um, wrestling. You know, I, I know they they were talking about he needed to write me to retire, but I'm sure that he's going to take it easy and not wrestling. We wrestled at, at the level that he was at beforehand. Yeah, but he um he definitely um he definitely did his thing. Well, it doesn't appear like he's trying to protect himself in any kind of way because I mean he's pretty much wrestling or just the same Randy Orton match you've seen before he was gone. Yeah. So I mean, I guess he must have assurance that you know <laughs> whatever he's got surgically repaired, it's gonna hold up. And it was cool. This is what he was. What he was. What he was doing. But he said, "He said it's been a while since I." He, he was like turned to the camera. He said, "It's been a while since I've done this, so I'm gonna soak this in." And you know, he goes to the ring and he just like goes to the ropes and he just does his little pose. And he, he was soaking it in. He was just like, "Yeah, it's good to be back." <laughs> but um, yeah, he um. Like the matches was 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 pretty solid. The Creeds definitely are um, getting a getting a good push, you know, on the main roster. I'm glad to see that. Real want to see Ivy now in a tag team with um, with Maxine. I ready to see her going for going for like going for uh, against Rhea, uh, Rhea, you know, down the line and everything. But I guess we got we got to get there somehow. Yeah, we got a lot of different um, combinations coming up now, man. Oh man, we about to get. I think we about to get some good. <laughs> we about to get some 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 good storylines and some good wrestling, cause man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, intrigue and uh, there's a lot of pieces on the chessboard now that they can play with. Yes. Uh, so we start with Randy Orton comes out. Fans, he's like, man, I can't believe they still love him. He acknowledges the fans that they seem to miss him before talking about how he got to be in war games because of his friend Cody Rhodes. Talks about Dusty inventing the war games and he wanted to bring the three most dangerous letters in the WWE into that match. So here comes Rhea Ripley to interrupt, or Ripley talking about how Orton doesn't get that things have changed around here. <laughs> he has replaced the bloodline and are on top of the WWE. 
Orton is the reason Damian Freeze didn't get to cash in the money in the bank briefcase, and Orton needs to remove himself from Judgment Day business. Orton says he's been hearing about Mommy for a long time now. He's talking about, yeah, he's seen Raw, he's been checking out the program, and he's, you know, heard about Rhea Ripley and Mommy this and, and Mommy that, but but what Ripley needs to understand is that Daddy's back. <laughs> and Rhea Ripley says she gave him a chance, and here are Dominic and J.D. McDonough in a neck brace to jump right mm-hmm. Orton. Uh, that goes about as well as expected with Orton saying that uh, he's going to get a match with Dominic later on in the evening. Uh, for J.D. McDonough, man, man already had a neck brace, took a clean RKO. <laughs> he ain't took RKOs in two days. Like, damn. Three days, rather. A two normal, RKOs in three days. A normal man, a normal man, they would uh, uh they would have had to, uh, he would have been in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He would have been Roderick Strong. Right. Yeah, he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody would be like, hey, buddy, go to AEW with the next person in the wheelchair. <laughs> Dominic! Right. Dominic. But no, but this was a good opening segment. Um, oh, yeah. Every, now, see, y'all some heathens. And y'all know who y'all are. Everybody out there foaming at the mouth to see Randy. Oh, no, no, no. yeah, 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 Mr. Mr. <laughs> Rear Ripley. Oh, oh, yeah, they, they definitely was calling for that. No, I wasn't talking dog. about Randy Orton himself. I was talking about all those people out there who wanted to see, you know, intergender violence. They, 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 they saw we did that RKO on Nia Jax in the Rumble. They was calling for it. They <laughs> <laughs> was calling for it. Was like, the amount of violence towards Rhea Ripley they wanted Randy Orton to inflict on her. Like the gift from, uh, what is it, Blackish? Where she's just like, <gasps> taking it back. Yeah, that was me. But yeah, this was a good opening segment. Randy Orton on the mic stepping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he, oh, he said. He also said he wanted. He said he he definitely wants smoke for the Judgment Day. He says everybody. Oh, right, yeah, everybody. <laughs> so, so even though so even though Jay's not in the Judgment Day no more, <laughs> he said you got a receipt coming. <laughs> he was talking about receipts and everything. Yeah. So uh, we got some teams in the tag team turmoil in the back with Maxine Dupree and Ivy now. They bring in country singer Jelly Roll. Our truth comes in and is not sure who Jelly Roll is, leaving Akira Tozawa to dance a little bit. Yeah, I was wrong. So how did we so how did you how did you forget that the 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 the, the, the major the big return how did we forget the big return if someone was saying when he came back? No, our truth. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I didn't put any of the little backstage stuff in my review. But he, yes, was, he was, he was, almost like he was tripping pretty deadly. He was like, he was like, truth. Where you come from? He was like, I've been here the whole time, dog. <laughs> so when he got all about ruffles, <laughs> yeah, they're not chips or whatever the fuck they're, they're ruffles. Oh, Chris, yeah, yeah, ruffles. He was like, Tazawa, do the ruffles. 
Ruffle Shuffle is a keep PG. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to hit me and start doing that Ruffle Shuffle. Find me a place to do yeah. And then, you know, at the well, this one, he was talking about Jelly Roll. He was like, I heard he multi platinum. <laughs> he said he multi platinum <laughs> Jelly Roll. He was like, No, I am Jelly Roll. <laughs> He said, "You got the jelly roll." He said, "No, I am jelly roll." I didn't know country had a had a their version of Post Malone, but okay. Well, so hold on, here's the thing. So people were sitting there saying they didn't know who Jelly Roll was, and Jelly Roll went down with like Haystack and Lil White. Um, so they was had some kind of loose affiliation with Three Six uh, Mafia. Um, since the early two that like probably the mid two thousands, so yeah, it was DJ like Wally Sparks said he did a mixtape with him. So I mean, see, and see exactly. So it's like people are like I'm like y'all never heard of him. I was like he's been around. He's just doing a new genre of music right now. And shout out to DJ Wally Sparks. Yeah, yeah, DJ Wally Sparks definitely be be having us with the music, um, the the info and everything. So shout out to him. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to those two a little bit later. Uh, Finn Balor is worried about the Creed brothers after their win in the tag team turmoil, but Damian Priest doesn't want to hear about it right now. He knows they're thinking about how he cost them the War Games match, but Balor tells him to relax. Priest and Balor are well, you know, they basically is. He's like, man, I know y'all looking at me funny because I was captain and and we lost and y'all disappointed me. And they reassure him that nah, man, it was cool, you know, everything's fine. So Priest and Balor are off to check on the banged up JD McDonough. Cody Rhodes comes out for a promo. First up, he thanks every member of his team from the War Games match for the win, including Randy Orton, who helped him win in his dad's match. The other story was the return of CM Punk, which took everyone by surprise. People want to hear what he has to say, but Cody wants to say, welcome back. He said, with all the... It's always always day. Go ahead. That's his always... They were hear what people had to say, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, think about it. When Cody was in the AEW, he smashed up the throne. <laughs> mm-hmm. He smashed up the throne, and now it was basically like, hey, I'm back in the WWE, so, you know, got to rival a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So that was like, you know, it's like, yeah, take a look, take a look back at what you said in the other company. And just be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I said that, but you know, this would be a different time and everything. You know, time heals all wounds, whatever, whatever. Definitely, we are about to test that. Oh yeah, oh, it's about <laughs> to be, it's about to be a, a serious test with that one. <laughs> we are about to test that. Um. With all of these stories taking place, Cody says he wants to make his own story by declaring himself as the first entrant in the Royal Rumble. The lights go dim, and here is Shinsuke Nakamura on the screen, who says he's been patient with Cody for far too long. Uh, He basically uh, reveals that Cody is the person that he's been targeting in the last few weeks with those videos. And that's when Nakamura sneaks up from behind Cody, hits him with the mist. And uh, so, yeah, that's our next program. Everybody was talking about 
giving him great movie comparisons. <laughs> yeah, because he had the red mist. Yeah. Right in the face. I said, well, damn, we could have. I was like, I didn't even think about putting Cody in there. Because everybody kept saying, he talk about Pope. He talk about seeing Pope. He talk about seeing Pope. <laughs> he talk about seeing Pope. We bring out the video. Nope. That's, that's a CM Punk reference. It's like, all right. Shannon Baszler gives Zoe Stark a pep talk after her loss. But here's Nia Jax to say she's getting the women's title. Baszler doesn't want to hear it, but Zoe Starks gets the match with Nia Jax for later. Uh, she told him she told her to shut her hole, and Maya made a face like, here you go with that again. <laughs> <laughs> we look at CM Punk's return, including some fan reaction videos. Uh, R-Truth is in Judgment Day's clubhouse eating oh, some rolls. Oh, this was hilarious. We're seeing on the War Games match, but it's told it already happened. Truth is like, did you win? How did I do? <laughs> the last thing he does remember is that Randy Orton is back. Offers to take care of Truth, and they're like, nah. Oh, that, was, that, that was just so funny. He's like, he was like, um, he said, yeah, he was like, yo, he like first it was David Priest was like, "Do you know where you at right now?" I said, "Who is he talking to?" And he said, "They eat the deli rolls, and all you see is Finn like you got powder and cream all over the couch. It's our clubhouse." <laughs> he was upset, and then he said, "So yeah, man." He was like, "Yeah, I heard I need the fifth person for the uh, for the war game, so I'm your man." He was like. And David Priest was already annoyed by everything, and he was like, "How did y'all do? Did, you, did we win? How did I do?" And he was like, "We," he said, "You weren't in the match, and we lost. So thank you for bringing that back up." <laughs> and then he then he said, "You should be having Randy Orton is back." And I was like, "I know he was like, you gotta go, just just, just get out." They was they was fed up. It was already fed up with him. We said Randy Orton was back. He was just like, "Just go, just go." Take your jelly rolls and go. <laughs> right. Our truth falling back in like he never left. Like he never left. <laughs> uh, we look at Gunther retaining the Intercontinental title over the Miz at Survivor Series. Gunther isn't happy with Imperium and wants them to deal with DIY. With the two of them off to deal with that, Miz pops in and say he heard Gunther say his next opponent needed to challenge him to his face. Well, here is that challenger, which has Gunther laughing. Gunther praises Miz for bringing it on Saturday because he proved he belongs in the ring, just not with Gunther. Next up, Seth Rollins comes in for a promo. After saying that he is a visionary, Rollins wants to hear the CM Punk chants. Rollins isn't impressed, but that's all the time he wants to spend on Punk. Instead, we should talk about the title that he has built up over the last six months. Rollins isn't feeling too good two days out from War Games, but he's starting to get the itch to be a fighting champion again. So here comes Drew McIntyre to interrupt. He says that he wants to shake Rollins' hand after the match at War Games. McIntyre brought McIntyre bought into Judgment Day's plan and now he has to put everything else behind him. All that matters is that World Heavyweight title, but Rollins says beating McIntyre was the best thing that ever happened to McIntyre. That seems to work for McIntyre who says he deserved the slap that Rollins gave him. Rollins thinks McIntyre should get a rematch, but there are some people who deserve one just a little bit more. The title will be on the line next week against Jey Uso. That isn't cool with McIntyre, 
who dropped Seth with a headbutt. I think he hit his head on the title because he busted himself open. And McIntyre yells a lot. And then here comes Jay Uso for the save. Ooh. What you think about this? Uh, it's going to be interesting because he still made Jay because of what happened with the Judgment Day. So it's going to be a nice little wrinkle. Nice little wrinkle with him. Mm-hmm. Definitely a nice little wrinkle. Um, just supplanting more evidence of Drew's heel turn. Right. And uh, that's a nasty scar he got, though. It, it is. Oh. Uh, after the break, Sami Zayn comes up to Drew McIntyre and asks, what is going on? Zayn has had his own issues, but he keeps getting up instead of whining like Drew. Zayn knows that the end of his road is winning the World Heavyweight Championship. McIntyre is already a two-time champion and a monster. So McIntyre doesn't like this implication and says he's going to set up a match next week with Sammy. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Randy Orton gives Jey Uso a pep talk. They seem to bury the hatchet. So, Randy was basically like, hey, man, I got something for Judgment Day. But as long as you say you ain't in Judgment Day, then I, I'll let you be. And then he said yeet. Did he say yeet or he didn't say yeet? So, they had a deal. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Becky Lynch talks about going to war Survivor Series, but it's time to move forward. She had a nasty, uh, swollen side of the face. So, definitely a, a tough match to to participate in. And uh, you don't come out of that one unscathed, even uh, to your best abilities. Uh, so, here comes CM Punk for the big promo. Punk says it looks like hell froze over because of Blackhawks fans being cheered in Nashville. That's just him being himself. But after Saturday, two words have been coming to him and he's a little scared of how true they are. The truth is that he's changed and now he's home. He hasn't been here in about 10 years and the fact that people uh, haven't forgot him is touching. The voiceless found their voice, and that is why he is back. He missed all of this, and he wishes that he could say he never have left. But at one time, a wise man told him he would have to leave to get everything he needed out of this place. Everyone has welcomed him back with open arms. Well, almost everybody. Some people are afraid that the brass ring is in his back pocket, and they can't grab it. Some people are afraid that their best efforts at being the best in the world or best in the ring on the microphone or on commentary isn't enough. The best in the world is in this ring on Raw in Nashville, and his name is C.M. Punk. So after they play his music, uh, he stares into the camera and says he's here to make money not friends and that is the end of the show so apparently the 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 Randy and Dominic Max ran over a little bit yeah so that promo got cut down a bit mm. 
A lot of people were saying it sounded like the AEW promo. I don't know. They were saying it, it had the similar high spots. Yeah, and I'm just like, whatever. And it was just like, it was weak. And I was like, I wanted him to, to, to cut, to, to, to go ham on AEW. I was like, it's no point. Yeah, he, he, he had to make reference, WWE references in AEW because that was all that, that would give AEW the boost, but he only did that in WWE. Mm-hmm. I also like how he announced AJ Lee. He said, he said, AJ is, she said, she's doing well when she says her love, mm-hmm. meaning she ain't coming back to the ring. And everybody was like, and everybody was like, um, people were sitting there saying, um, Lace up the Chucks because mother's coming back. Like, no, nah, she ain't coming back. They would love to see her back in the ring, but. So that was the follow up edition of Monday Night Raw to Survivor Series. CM Punk officially back in WWE. And uh, he's got his eyes on that. Championship held by Seth Rollins, so that should be a good open program for him. And uh, it's, it's plans for him and um, Roman to do business, but I think I think it's him and Seth, this Punk and Seth first. So twenty twenty four is going to be some. Um, it's going to be some. It's going to be a, a marvelous build. All right. To Philadelphia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Rumble's gonna be off the chain this year too. Right. Um, they announced Randy Orton for um SmackDown on Friday. Okay. All right. You know what that means? Him and L A Knight gonna be rubbing shoulders against each other for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was like, and I was, um, yeah, so they definitely are building up. And so Seth, the fan reaction cans were showing Seth was not happy when um, Punk come back. But Meltzer was saying that was all, that was all um, a work. He was, that was all in the plans and everything. You know, because, you know, yeah, Michael Cole and Corey Graves trying to hold him back. <laughs> There's always a viral video of Michael Cole dancing Oh, showing his excitement with CM Punk coming back out and everything. He showed like it was like a, um, they showed him showing his excitement, and then they posted Samantha um, Irv, um, Irvin um, announced the CM Punk coming back too. So people be hate, still keep hating on Samantha. I'm like y'all y'all can hate, but um, we're not. Um, we aren't um, want to stop, not stop standing for her because she's she's the best. Um, and it was like, um, people, um, so Sunny Kiss said, um, the first day that he told me Sam Paul came to AEW, he pulled me aside. And was just asking me questions. He he was like, you know, I just want to be respectful of you. So how do I address you and things like that? He was very kind to me. So, and so he has got something going on with um, Trinity over um, Impact, I believe. So that's a match I want to see. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
But um Wow, um this will be Yeah. So you said punk or was um or they said this is like a bunch of reports. They said um punk was according to multiple accounts, tried to approach everybody and was very nice and humble in a good mood. One wrestler added, but he knew he kind of had to be. This is great to hear. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting um, seeing how this um, plays out. And now they, they were saying they were showing like they did the um, they show all his logos from the uh, from the past, uh, from the past, um, when he came out at Chicago, like all his logos that he used over the years, mm-hmm. they they put it out there on the um, like on the on the um, when it, it was on the Titan Tron and everything. But man, this was they said this was this um, survivors. Oh, um, aside from Raw, can we can get you to run run this real quick. Um. Raw was a great show. I enjoyed it. Um, I know people wanted to see Punk take AEW. Um, it's called NDAs for a reason, <laughs> but we won't. So we won't hear about that. Might be in his in the tell-all book. He might be able to talk about it then. But other than that, we're not getting it right now. So, um, wrestling fans, just let it go. Um, you'll be fine. You don't need to know. You only know all the um, ins and outs of the business and everything. You don't need to know. So just enjoy the wrestling that we're going about to get over these next leading up to WrestleMania. Just enjoy it. That's all I say about that. Well, you you got a lot more to say. No, I'm just talking about just for Raw, the Raw raw scene. I I know. I'm leading you into Meltzer. (laughs) Alright, so um, we're just going to run through some things real quick. Um, Survivor Series 23 broke previous records of the past two years, the past two Survivor Series. Um, that's including with the um, with the social media aspects of the videos and everything. Like CM Punk broke the record of, like I said, the all-time record of views. But um, his return, so that's that. Um, Triple H wasn't at Raw on um, Monday. So, um, Bruce Pritchard ran the show. Hmm. I love you. <laughs> Brother Bruce. Um, what else? Um, they saying now this this is a speculate pure speculation. They say the next eye, the next person to keep an eye on and returning is one Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. So might be the next one to, um, to make a return. So keep your eyes out on that. Um, MJF has said he has a torn labrum. But he's going to try to still wrestle through um, at um, best the worst best of worlds. 
Uh, talk about AEW. Yeah. Uh, it's called um. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, not best in the world, but yeah, something like that. Oh okay, yeah, best in the world or something like it was something like worlds in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the one where Danielson is supposed to be wrestling Okada. Supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that's in the Tokyo Dome, though. This uh, one is where MJF is going to wrestle Samoa Joe. Um, There's another match that they had set up for this one, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes about. Okay. Um, Speaking of Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, um, he um, had the committee that suggested that um, Hulk be removed, be um, let go of A from AEW. So, Brian Danielson and who else? Or he was? You no, know, he was, he headed the committee. Oh, he was the he was the lead man. Yeah, Brian Danielson put that put put the put the word in, huh? Yeah, he sent the word down, and that man was gone. Was gone. Put the head. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think he was. He probably just was like they probably just voted on it, and said Tony that this is what we feel we should do. So that is. Put the head out on it. Um. Pt Marshall resigned from AEW. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Um. Cody said, "This is what Cody said." Um, hold on. I just had it. Oh, um, Cody said, well, first QT says he thanked AW, thanked Tony Khan, saying he had the privilege to be here since day one. Um, written over 754 matches for all elite wrestling and always with pride. He enjoyed being the VP, manager of talent relations. And wearing a myriad of hats, the company has changed a lot since 2019, and it's hitting in a different direction. And for that, it's best that he do the same once he gets a chance to go all in. Um, he said he officially resigned from AEW and have fulfilled all obligations by the end of 2023. He said he thanks to everyone in the front office, to the production truck, to some of the hardest working talent in this um, sport. Most importantly, thanks to those who booed, cheered, and took part in this season of his life. That's what um, QT Marshall says. Cody said, did the work was essentially in making so many memories for fans. It has been so instrumental in helping countless wrestlers. A pro's pro. We almost became friends. Hi. I can't wait to see what you do next. And OG, outstanding number two through his tenure. Congrats, QT, on the run so far. I think you think uh, you think uh, the, uh, your boy done cleared out the spot for him. Come on over here, bro. Well, got he Jade always, over there. Well, you know, at the um, it was it was the Saudi Arabia um press conference. He said he was talking about um training. He was like he had, he name dropped him there. He said um, QT Marshall who was the one doing all the training and everything. So at the Nightmare Factory. Mm-hmm. It, might, well, it might have been when Jake when he was talking about Jade and whatnot, but he did name drop him at one of the press rooms and everything. Mm-hmm. Might have been um, after um, someone saying when they was eating it all up. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah, they was, they was sauced. <laughs> but um, 
If I mean, I don't know because they I don't know because they said when collision was 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 in the works and um they wanted to make a play for QC to go over there and punk um nixed it. So mm, okay. But I mean WWE's a different in a different place, so if he did want to come in like a coach or something like that. But we probably could have him come in there helping out Jade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, the PC say, hey, go help out Jade. And hey. <laughs> but the fact that he said that he feels as though that AEW was changing definitely um says a lot. It says a lot. So you never know. Um so speaking of Jay Cargill, she'll be training at the PC Weekly. So yes, so I know everybody wants to see her debut, but like we said, like Jay, um, Dawn said a couple, like probably last week or a couple weeks ago, she's you know an investment, and they want to make sure that she's ready to go. So they want to put her out there, and she's not you know in the right shape to go on the matches every day. We want her to be. Sign for the for the for the person that she is and everything. So, you know, let them do their thing and everything. Like I said earlier, probably the dog match. She's working with um um Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. So, so they got good people down there training and everything. So she's in good hands. So keep your and, and like Dawn said, they got her in the back pocket. So when they stand that big joker down, <laughs> watch out. Um, Dixie Carter was backstage at Raw. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, so might have been back there. I know she was visiting. Um, I think she said Bruce Fritch. She thanked Bruce, so it's my Bruce Fritch. I might set that up. But um, she, she took pictures with um Chelsea Green and um um Rockstar Spud. He's still back there doing backstage stuff and everything. Um, WWE is facing lawsuits over the UFC merger and Endeavor deal. And I guess investors said they were left a lot of money left on the table, and they probably felt like they got shortchanged. So that's gonna be a thing. Yeah, that could be messy. Um, NXT Vengeance Day will be held February fourth. 2024 at the FNM Bank and Arena in Clarksville, Tennessee. So that's um, you know for those that, that that's for the next the the, the last um, NXT um, the next the last PLE period for this year is um, deadline. So I think they they're not doing it, um, a December um, pay per view for WWE. You know, normally they 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 would, but I guess they're not. Yeah. Um. So much news, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's I mean, that's that's just the um the main thing. Yeah. Um. So, wait a minute, to, to, to speaking about Jay, so Triple H is saying, um, he said, Jay is, I have no less belief in her now than I did then. 
it's interesting when she came in and we talked about her development and where she was laying, but what the development was. I want to make sure that no matter what is thrown at Jane Cargill, she's ready. And at no fault of her own, at no fault of her own, I think she was limited in that, right? <laughs> so the idea is we exposed her, we made her seem um, people are understanding and they're waiting and they're excited to see her come. When she does, it's going to be massive. It's just, I just think it's, we're just making sure that when she's ready, I don't want to pitch, I want a pitch to get thrown at her that she's never seen before. I want, I don't, I want no matter what that pitch is, she's going to crack that thing out of the park because that's, you can just see it in her, the, the presence that she has, that the star she, that's the star she is. You get to see her do anything in WWE, and yet I can probably find, probably name five or ten people who would go, oh, like that's a dream match without her doing a thing. So I'm in no rush for her to. So I'm in no rush for her to. When she says I'm ready, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I told you. <laughs> told you. I, I, I told you. They said they 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 like they probably looked at her. Her development was like, well, we're gonna work with you. They put the exposure on TV. That's cool. And then you know, let her just fall back and get herself ready. And like I told you, she tweeted out. It's on my. She said it's on um, on my terms. You know, she said she's gonna be ready. So let her let her cook, and then you know, next thing you know, it's gonna be a, probably one of those surprise debuts. That boom, she attacks somebody and reveals herself. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna be able to contain ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna be able to contain ourselves. We gonna be. We gonna be all just sitting there. Oh, so Wesley did. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Check you catching up. Yeah, I felt because you know because waiting on. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take a little nap, and then I was gonna wait to see the the little the link in the DM and everything. So I was like, you know, yeah, it had overrun tonight, pretty big one. Of course. Oh, for real? Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, main event. That's when we wrap this up. Main event, Duke Hudson versus Charlie Dempsey and Apollo Crews versus Riley Osborne. Mm, I'd like to check out the Riley Osborne person, so yeah, we check that out. You want to see Duke and Charlie? We'll probably see that on a version of a NXT soon. <laughs> Yeah, Riley, I think Riley um, Osborne, um, I, I looked look him up. He wrestled on Level Up, wrestled, um, I forgot who I saw him they wrestled on Level Up, but they, he did some Level Up things and everything. So, um, put him against the Power Cruises, they, 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 you know, might got, might got an out, out there for him. Yeah, yep. Somebody definitely got a knot for him. They uh, giving him a chance to to get on the main event. You know, that's the stepping stone to yeah. to to all things that lead to the main rock. They like they like you. They like you. They like be putting eye, you getting the eyes put on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting a piece of the Monday Night Raw taste of how that works. How they produce that. So. Well, they got they had they got Duke and Charlie up there, and that's um Charlie is um Regal's son. So, mm-hmm. but Charlie been running with um 
and keep doing that and those boys. Yeah, really, yeah, really good. Yep, yep, yep. They've been stretching, folks. Listen, but um, we 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 we. I think the thing. Well, I think the problem with some fans are, you know, they they want to see everything just play out right when they want to see it play out. And sometimes you gotta let the stories develop, but sometimes they do let the story run a little bit too long. Like AEW's running the story, the, the whole devil and the mask thing for too long. Like, like they can't say it's CM Punk, you know, and they can't say who else it is. So we just want we just want to know who is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we just gotta let these guys, you know, they all and it's like they always talk about. You know, so why we gotta wait to let things play out? I'm like, you haven't let things play out. You can't throw everything. You can't. You can't get served everything on the plate at one time. You have to, you know, let things grow. Let things let let the food. See, yeah, let the food cook. Let yeah, it, that's, let why, it cook. that's why even at the best restaurants, they don't put it all out at one time. It comes out in stages, right? Listen, you go to um, fuck with the child, <laughs> <laughs> and they go and they go. You know, you go. Get that meat. They gonna ask you, do you want do you want this? Do you want this cut? You know, and you know they gonna cut it for you. You just tell them to stop and everything. You know, you just gotta you know just have faith in the um in the what they said um in Philly for the 76ers, Trust the process. Right, right. You know, I'm definitely want want, want to see you know. Know what's what's the build up gonna be between Punk and Seth because they they regularly wrestle like right probably once or twice before um, Punk had left because he was like because because Seth stepped up to him was like I'm the best in the world and I'll prove it to you just like on a on a Raw episode like for the last decade and Punk mm-hmm. him so it's like you you have to be. Um, after the stuff like this takes time, yes, we 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 lusted for it, we we hungry for it, we want it, but it has to the story has to get um, played out first. You can't just sit there and just be like, right. okay, here you go, here's everything. You can't be like Tony Khan throwing like <laughs> everything in the mix and just sit there like, what what happened? <laughs> yeah, so. But you know, that's that's good enough for us. So we'll see how things play out. Well, that was a very eventful weekend in professional wrestling. Yes. So Mo has gotten us caught up with all of the different things that have happened, and uh, listen, it was it was. Listen, we 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 thought we was like listen, we thought at the end of Survivor Series. We was just going to get that, get the get the logo and go to the press conference. Triple H said, "I got one more for you," <laughs> and that just and you already know when something like that happens, that's going to that's going to have everybody talking. So, okay. Well, all right, Mister Moses underscore Reese. At this time, sir, I'll turn it over to you for shout outs and thank yous. Well, shout out to you, Dawn. Um, another episode in the canyon. Uh, shout out to Simi, Jade. Uh, shout out to 
uh, Terry's boy and Anwar Starwin. Uh, shout out to um, Judy Jula, Miss V, Miss Ash. Please don't apologize for just being you. And she was like, she was showing her ass. I was like, girl, don't you yeah, apologize? We, we, I said, I said, listen, I, I've seen, I saw people on the streams acting on TikTok acting more crazy when, when, which thing came out. So you good. Um, Queen Mount Mindy, Madam, um, was that Miss V? Miss V was definitely didn't want to, was holding up, pulling the card on Punk coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Shogun, um, Dwayne. Everybody was in the um, roll up Sunny Khaled ring. He was upset. Um, Black Marvel, Black Holland. Um, yeah, we had a nice little turnout for the um, Survivor cast. So it was always good to see folks come through, um, showing love, watching the watching the events with us. You know, live tweeting, and it's always great to see. And it was just funny. I like, like I said, I always go back and, and watch and read the um, the tweets as they go along and I was just like you know just talking randomness throughout the show I was like they said Randy wasn't showing up and I said um, somebody got filled numbers I said somebody backstage got filled number on speed dial and Simi was like hang up (laughs) 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 and I was just like wow and I was just like this is always just great to see what happened and we we see how things just turned when Pope came out there and the tweets just turned around (laughs) went in a different direction. So shout out to everybody who shares that commentary with Color with us. It's always great just to see your reactions in real time. Well shout out to you, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. Once again joining me here on this edition of the WrestleCast. Another episode in the books. Greatly appreciate your time and your efforts, your knowledge, your thoughts. Uh, that you provide each and every week here. Thank you to Miss J to the max. Hope she feels better. She's a little under the weather. That's why she couldn't join us this week. But uh, hopefully she'll be back feeling better next week. Shout out to Miss Simi. Check out the latest edition of the NXT cast where we break down all the events that took place last week's edition of NXT. And uh, we get a little bit of SummerSlam commentary. I mean, excuse me, Survivor Series commentary in there as well. So uh, check that out. Latest edition of the NXT cast. Uh, shout out to Mel and shout out to Sam and Greg and Terry's boy and Anwar Starwin and Jupiter Julep and the Forever Young cast and all the members of the GLOW and... Uh, everybody that's just down with the WrestleCast, greatly appreciate everybody using the hashtag SurvivorCast this past weekend, sharing their commentary with color with us. The hashtag was a lot of fun, as always, especially when we have the big four events that come around. Uh, definitely get people that uh, kind of dip in and out. I was always glad to see them and interact with them. So uh, continue to do that. Share commentary with color with us each and every week by using the hashtags RawCast. Smackdown Matters, NXT Cast, and Dynamite Cast. Continue to rate and review. Give us five stars. Uh, also, pay to five. Become a patron. Go over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Become a patron. Get the extra content that we provide when you pay the five. And that shows up in your podcast queues each and every week as well. Um, rate and reviews. Give us five stars. And also... 
support the show. Go to CSPN.us. Click on the tab. It says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with our sponsors in the drop-down menu to help keep the show free each and every week. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Looks like hell froze over. And when I mean hell froze over, I mean... This is me standing in a WWE ring on Monday Night Raw with a live microphone in my hand. I don't mean the fact that apparently a Blackhawks fan is universally loved inside the Predator's barn. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to. You guys understand that. I gotta be me, right? And lately, I've been feeling a little bit more like myself ever since Saturday, which was a career highlight for me. I've been trying to come up with the words and the language to explain to all of you exactly how I feel. And I've come to two words and I'm afraid to say them, honestly. And it's not because they're not true. It's because I'm a little bit scared of how true they actually are. It's a little bit corny and it's a little bit cheesy and it's not going to sound like CM Punk, but I've changed. And once upon a time, an American dream taught me that as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong because it is the truth. And this is the truth. I'm home. this familiar place and I didn't know how I was going to react and I didn't know how it was going to go but it has made me feel like my old self because this is where I belong this is home and I've been gone for 10 years and over 10 years you people never forgot me even when maybe I wanted to forget me and that's powerful you are all powerful bunch of continents, countless countries, arenas all over the world, the people watching at home, the people in the building never stopped chanting my name. The voiceless found their voice and I couldn't be more proud of you and I heard you and that's why I'm back because I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys, and I've missed you guys, and I've missed all of this, and I wish I could say I never had to leave. But once upon a time, a wise man told me for me to get everything I need out of this place, I'd have to leave and come back. I hate to say the wise man was right. But that's why I'm back to get everything I need out of this place. I'm back for you, because you are home. Saturday night was an amazing moment. Monday night is an amazing moment. Try to have the words to explain to you how it feels, but in front of and behind the camera.
camera, it's been nothing but love. It's been nothing but hugs. It feels like a family reunion. Everybody back there is happy to see me. It's all smiles. A few people kissed me on the mouth. It's welcome back. Welcome home. We've missed you. We're happy to see you. By the way, how's AJ? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, AJ is fabulous, and she sends her regards. Everybody has welcomed me back with open arms. Almost everybody. Some people are afraid. They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of what they don't understand, but I understand. Everything I've ever wanted has always been here. The competition here, week in and week out, competes to be the best in the world, but the best in the world has not been here for almost 10 years. I understand being afraid. They're afraid that I just set the bar to an unattainable level. They're afraid that the brass ring is in my back pocket and they can't grab it. They're afraid that the most dangerous and controversial feared man in this industry just walked through the front door and there's nothing that they can do about it. Some people are afraid that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they're going to have to come to terms with the fact that their best efforts at being the best in the world, in this ring, on this microphone, even a commentary isn't just false, but it's a lie. Because the best in the world is back, and the best in the world is standing in the middle of the ring 